0: Clemson caught that first L of the conference season for them, but hey, could they still come out on top? I don't know. I think there are some teams with some veteran leadership who will ultimately slide ahead, but there's one team I think that is going to ultimately come out on top. We'll talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on ACC as well. New co-hosts each and every day besides Fridays, where we'll still have Freestyle Friday with Drizzy Drake. But more importantly than that, we have all of the ACC news that you come to know and love. Please subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. It was a night to remember for some of our ACC teams. Men's basketball saw some very heated action. It was a great night for it. Clemson caught that first conference L, but it was all good. Let me just tell you, it's hard to play in the Joel Kenton. It's very hard. You got to come with your best, and that's certainly not what the Tigers did last night.
1: Apparently so. Apparently that's what Vegas knew that we didn't. I <laughs> I was sitting up here confused, like, wait a minute. I want wait for us, the favorites this Clemson down a bunch of guys? Like, what's going on that you would look at them and say, hey, they're the team that I'm expecting to come out with a win here. And yet they did it. They pulled yeah. it off. Uh, that, again, Vegas always knows something we don't apparently because they uh, they came away with a pretty impressive win there. And and I want to say that Clemson was at or very near full force. I they they had all of the usual suspects in terms of Hunter Tyson and P.J. Hall and company. I I just don't understand what happened here that you know um, had them coming in as as underdogs, but. Credit to Wake Forest. They did what they were supposed to do uh, as a team, as a whole. Appleby, of course, put on his regular scoring show. 24 points. Carr coming in with 18 of his own. That This team played like a complete and balanced team. And at the end of the day, that's what get, got the job done here.
0: victory for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Number 19 Clemson just couldn't find help from the bench. Only 10 points off the bench that'll do it for you. Every time, as much as your stars can put on a show for you, you're going to need a little help from somebody else. But as you mentioned, it was Carr, it was Hildreth, it was Appleby, it was Monsanto. It was all of them sharing the rock, doing what needed to be done. And credit to Forbes, who was also looking ahead to a big matchup on Saturday against Virginia. But – You know, as we talk about Clemson, they were, of course, the number one team in the ACC for the men's side of it. Had their first loss, still the best team after only one loss. It just shows you the race, how it was separating itself. But from our friend Isaac Shade, who put up a nice little list, it's about one and a half, two losses between the top seven teams here. And, you know, when it's all said and done, no, we got to put it out there. Do you think Clemson comes out on top?
1: Who do I think Clemson comes out on top at the end of the season? I, (laughs) I struggle to say yes here. I really and truly do. I, there's just something there that just, it tells me that this team, they're just not for real. They're not there yet. (laughs) Something tells me that this team is in their knock on the door year where they get close. They go ahead and knock on the door in terms of winning um, the regular season the, now, the conference tournament, that's that's up for grabs. You never right. know. Yeah. That is, you know, whoever gets hot at the right time, sure. But in terms of winning the regular season championship, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't think so.
0: Is I it tough because we're just not used to talking about Clemson in that light? Or is it tough because our sort of name brand teams aren't exactly thriving right now?
1: It's tough because, I mean, just numerically, right? Let's do the math on it. If you're taking Clemson versus the field, you remember when Tiger Woods was hot and he was like at his prime and you would take Tiger Woods against the field in terms of betting. That was because he was head and shoulders better than everybody else. There was nothing close. There was nobody that you thought had the same amount of talent. That's not the case with this Clemson team to where I feel comfortable saying them against the field. Give me those guys. I have no doubts in my heart about it.
0: Tigers, Tiger. I see what you did there. I see absolutely what exactly. you did there. Exactly. When it's all said and done, I think for me, the team that's ultimately going to squeak this out is Virginia. I think the mm-hmm. leadership that they have, I think the deep sound defense that they play, when you talk about tournaments, that's gonna be a key factor in what you know breaks and really makes or breaks teams making your free throws and having a veteran at point in Keyhei Clark. I think that's going to be the difference maker. Also, Little X factor there. Tony Bennett can coach his little butt off. So I think that Virginia is going to be ultimately the team that pulls it away for everybody.
1: You know, I, <laughs> as much as, as much as I say, want to say there's just something there that I don't think this team will be able to do it, I, I mean, I could definitely see it. It's, it's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. It's not something where I'm like, no, Virginia is like, uh, I mean, they always seem to be like, I'm not sure about Virginia. And in some way, somehow, they end up at the top of the standing. So, I could definitely see it.
0: I mean, it pains me to say that. Like, don't get me wrong here. Virginia's probably my least favorite team of the entire ACC for many reasons. I'm a former UNC girl. Virginia was our biggest rival. All the things. I wish all the, you know, crazy stuff. But I just feel like it's Virginia's year to get things right. As it stands, though, Miami's knocking at that door. Wake Forest, Pitt, NC State, who is we're going to talk about here in a second, UNC as well. It just seems like everyone is in the race. Every conference game matters, but it's also nice. you know. Ultimately, it's nice that we have a year where it's not a gimme. That's a that's a breath of fresh air.
1: Oh, absolutely. Again, it's good for the conference. This is not a situation where the conference has so much parity because it's bad. It's, in fact, mm-hmm. the exact opposite. Uh, according to, to Joe Lenardi, we have the second most teams of all the Power Six conferences that would be in the tournament today. Of course, if you have the second most of the power six, you probably have the second most overall, but you get the point. Yeah. Like we, we have the second most uh, team that would be in the tournament if it were today, according to Joe Lenardi and Bracketology. So, I mean, this is a really, really good conference. This is a really stacked conference. This is a conference that every single night you have to show up, you know? And, and so that's, at the end of the day, it's a good thing. I don't see that as a negative for this conference, and we'll see how it plays out down the stretch here.
0: Funny how the tables turn because last season it was maybe one or two teams getting in the NCAA tournament. Like ACC, they've fallen off. We just not mean it's not a good basketball turn for the men's side of things. It's crazy how different this year is going.
1: You know, uh, turnabout is fair play, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> no, seriously, I, I think that it's, I even last year during a down year, we had two of the four, half of the final four was ACC teams. Yeah. And even if we're saying, well, the tournament doesn't determine everything because there was a regular season before that. and We did look impressive in the regular season. That's fine. That's one year. By and large, I mean, yes, we often talk about football being, you know, cash is king and football brings in the most money. So we talk about that often. But the reality is, in terms of basketball, you're not finding a better conference than the ACC. Agreed. And it's not particularly
0: close. Yeah, 100% agree there. We're going to talk about some of the games that happened on Tuesday night as well as preview some of our women's matchups that will go down later this Evening, but first, I want to remind you guys that if you have not yet, please head up betonline.net. Your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league. So if you're already thinking and predicting who's going to win the regular season for ACC men's basketball, I promise you, it is right there for you at betonline.net. Also, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting information. To head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. We're rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on ACC. And we're talking through some of Tuesday night's matchups for the mend. First one off the charts, NC State and Georgia Tech. This could have been a trap game for the Wolfpack, but yet now... We're getting excited about the fact that the Wolfpack are getting things done when they're supposed to and winning games that they must win. They're gimmies. They are auto- They shouldn't be automatic because you got to play the game, but it's feeling very different energy and vibes and tones of the Wolfpack this season.
1: You know, a good friend of mine, Andrew Snicker, uh, talked about this game and this win, and, and he said a phrase that um, is very pungent for, for this game in this description. He said, in the ACC, and this year for Kevin Keats in particular, it is not just important to get big wins; it's also important to avoid big losses. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. This NC State team coming off three back-to-back-to-back—you know what we would assume at the moment—are quad one wins. Having North Carolina, your your rivals from up the street, next having that situation going on. This game against Georgia Tech is easily one. You can sleepwalk in and, oh, we'll, we don't feel like playing. We'll figure it out. You try that if you want to in this ACC. I believe Georgia Tech has a win over Miami, if I'm if I'm not incorrect there. So you try that if you want to. Try that sleepwalking deal if you want to, and you can get popped right in the mouth till you wake up. And yeah. so uh, this NC State team didn't play a perfect game, but they got the win. And as we say here, a win is a win. Okay. A win is a win. I don't care what anybody says. A win is a win.
0: For Florida State and Notre Dame, more of the same in terms of being the best of the bad. However, you got to get the ACC wins where you can get them. 84 71 victory for the Seminoles. Not many people had them favored to win, and yet they were able to pull off a good one. A good win for, you know, Coach Hamilton and the boys. Obviously, you're talking about, you know, just wanting to keep improving and showing a little bit of life in your program. And hey, Anything, this is an anything can happen day. You know, anything can happen in tournament. This gives you a little spark, a little optimism that if you just keep your head down and play your game, good things can come for you.
1: I'm going to tell you what. This Florida State team has a big stretch coming up with Pitt, with Miami, with Clemson. If they're getting back healthy and they're going to be a team that can win some ball games, this is, is the moment where they need to kind of get things turned around here. They're going to have a massive opportunity to do so. But in this game in particular, again, Florida State's length was too much. Their activity was too much. Coach Hamilton and his boys came away with this win very simply because, again, when you play this Florida State team, you have to know, you absolutely have to know that they're going to turn you over, that they're going to force you to make some tough shots on the inside with all that they do. And also, there's a reason that Notre Dame only has one conference win on the season and not reared this ugly head. that thats That's the reality. Yeah. They, this Florida state team did what they had to do and came out with an impressive win or not right. impressive in terms of beating Notre Dame, but just a double digit win. Well,
0: you sure. Yeah, of course. Darren green getting 20 points on the night, but it was the whole starting lineup getting double digits for the evening that made a big difference for the Seminoles. They have to keep that up playing ball all around. Everybody get a little piece of the pie. I think that's something that they're going to have to continue. I understand that the bench is probably not going to be the help for four years. So I just hope they got their, you know, muscle milk and endurance ready because it is going to be a long one for those boys getting all those minutes, right? 30 plus, at least for each of them. So definitely see that being a factor as they progress through the season, but big win for them for the night. Talk about an ugly, but get it done when North Carolina beat Boston College, 72 to 64. Listen, all sometimes, as long as you come out with a W, you held your head high, and you just go into the next longest W in the column. It doesn't have to be pretty, but it got it done, and that's what the heels did.
1: You know, wins are a lot like babies, and, and every baby ain't the prettiest, but it's your baby. And you you sit up there and you say, hey, this is our baby. We did what we had to do. and
0: You know, if you're ever going to crack a joke like that, at least warn me. Well, I mean, it's the truth. It's the
1: truth. <laughs> You've seen some babies with the little bulging eyes and the like, the forehead. You know what? Never mind. We're not gonna go there. Long story short, um, we're hell. Just is, be- hell
0: is hot. I'm just letting you know that
1: you know, and that's fine by me. It's, it's I just want to tell the truth. I just want to tell the truth. I ain't gonna be there by myself if if that's all it takes. But anyway, <laughs> with that being said, um, again, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this game and saying to myself, every night you have to show up. Every night in this ACC. You have to show up. Period. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you know Armando Baycott doing his Armando Baycott things. Twenty point sixteen rebounds, leading the way for that uh, Carolina team is definitely the. He's definitely the beginning and end of this team. Long story short, but um, for them to show up and and you know get this win against Boston College, a again, it's about avoiding big losses, and that doesn't just go for um NC state that is for all of these teams and they continue their undefeated streak at home so you know more power to it
0: and let me just say this I know he I know he pull his collar to the side every now and again but two for 10 from three is wild Caleb it's seven for 18 from field goal it's wild like, like everyone says on our Twitter, we follow a lot of, you know, reporters out here. He's either going to shoot you into the game or he's going to shoot you out of the game. And I like, okay. wow, that we were able to figure it out. That's that two for 10 is stressful.
1: Honestly, seven for 18 ain't bad when you throw in the two for 10. Because <laughs> when you look at that, what you're realizing at that point is that inside <laughs> the three point arc, the man was five of eight.
0: That's Four. not bad. Okay. Okay. With that. okay.
1: However, how. <laughs>
0: However, me Coleman comma.
1: Snoop Dogg ain't never seen the joint he ain't like. A fat kid may not have ever seen the cake he didn't like. And Caleb Love ain't never seen the shot that he thought, I don't need to take this. This is a bad <laughs> shot. This is a shot that's not for me. This I could
0: bad. run the play, but...
1: I could continue the motion. I could look for somebody. You know, I could try to maybe get into the lane and see what we can make happen there. No. Hear, me,
0: hear me clear. ISO ball will be the death of UNC. They have got to figure out. how You don't figure out, you know, gelling and synergy in middle February. You got to figure that out now. You should have been figured it out, but it's just not clicking still. Even still, I say, it's not clicking.
1: What's the detective's name in Knives Out? What's uh, what's what's his character's name? You know, uh, you know I don't watch character? that stuff.
0: You know I don't watch that stuff.
1: Okay, well, well, I, I can't remember for the life of me. Uh, Detective Benoit Blanc. There we go. <laughs> Detective Benoit Blanc. Now, let me explain something to you. Okay. If you're saying that ISO Ball will be the death of this team, we do not need Benoit Blanc to come in and figure out who is the killer. Okay. We can figure that out very, very quickly here. <laughs> and I hate to, to keep, you know, ragging on this man to pour in, but that's just the reality. But again, this team came away with a win. They came away with a win. So, yes, you came away with a win against a team that wasn't very good. Yes, same thing like with NC State uh, losing the rebounding battle, playing sloppy basketball against Georgia Tech. At the end of the day, neither one of these teams played well, particularly well, heading into their matchup Saturday. But they both got wins, and that's what matters.
0: A thousand percent. All right, that's all the men talk we got for you. We are going to shift gears and touch base on the women's side of things. So, you know, buckle up because it's always a good time here. We've got Wednesday night matchups going down at 6 p.m. You'll start with Virginia Tech and Pitt. The- <coughs> Whoa, there it was. The Hogies take on the Panthers. <laughs> I'm just choking away. It's fine. Totally fine totally fine. The Hokies. Right? Right? <laughs> I don't even know. Don't okay. even know. You're struggling a little bit there. I just, <laughs> just, just trying yeah. to get it out. I'm talking about the Hokies and clearly, you know, I want them to get on the horse and keep things rolling, but they are mm-hmm. as they take on Pitt tonight at 6pm on ACC Network Extra. Kitley and the girls are moving nicely. Sule, let's see what they can do against a team that they're supposed to be.
1: Absolutely. This is a game that on paper is easy, but guess what? It's the ACC. In women's basketball, there are no easy games. There is not a single game that you look at on your schedule and you say, all right, we can go ahead and check this one off as a win because, I mean, the ACC just doesn't have those teams right now. This is an absolute slaughterhouse. The teams that are playing right now, I don't think, or that not right now, but the teams that are playing tonight, there is not a single one that is below 500 overall. Not a single one.
0: A thousand percent. Miami will take on NC State, a number 20 NC State, who has fallen mightily since the start of the season, but still they have the pieces. They're just not flowing quite yet, but it's still nothing to hang your hat about. Hang your hat about, but at least be a little nervous. A little nervous if I were you.
1: You know, losing four of the last six is never a good thing. And again, I know that Jakia Brown Turner led this uh team in scoring last game, but I'm looking at the seniors. Seniors, folks who have been in this program for a while, this is a transfer-laden, transfer-heavy team. Seniors need to show up. They need to show out. They need to show, hey, this is why we are who we are. This is why we won all those games that we won over the past few years. This is why we are back-to-back-to-back ACC champs. The seniors need to show up. It needs to not be Ja'Kia Brown-Turner or Jada Boyd. Both of them need to come on strong with the help of the others as well, and, and Diamond Johnson is, of course, always going to be the uh, the the main name and the big big draw of the deal. But I think it's incumbent upon the seniors to go out there and, and win these games. And of course, Diamond has to shoot better than she did in her last outing against uh, UNC. But that's again, we'll we'll see because this Miami team is nothing to sleep on. Those twins down there, you try it if you want to. Try to sleep on them if you want to. They have humbled teams that are that have beaten us. So you know, you you try it if you want to, and Miami will show you why they went so deep in the tournament in the conference tournament last year.
0: Yeah, the Cavendish ones—they're certainly nothing to play with. Notre Dame takes on Clemson tonight at seven PM on ACC Network Extra. Notre Dame trying to keep the ball rolling. Olivia Miles and Company trying to keep that energy and keep that top. T- 10 ranking as a face the Tigers. Not a gimme, as you always say, but certainly a good matchup in terms of playing the Tigers.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I think that this is a, a Clemson team that, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're not, player for player, they're not talented as Notre Dame, right? You look at Notre Dame and you talk about Olivia Miles, you talk about Citrone, you talk about all of the different weapons that they have over there, and you wouldn't be wrong to do so. But with that being said, again, when you show up in this conference, when you go on the road in this conference, you never know what can happen. You never know uh, how this thing could turn out for you because Notre Dame's loss against UNC came where? On the road. Mm -hmm. On the road, and that's how that goes. So, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at a game where Notre Dame is favored. They should win this game by a decent amount, but we will see.
0: As you look at this Florida State and Virginia matchup tonight at 7 p.m. on the ACC Network, I think for both teams who have strong performances are trying to break in that top 25. They've had some good wins on their resume, but this is definitely a game where it's a show and prove, and let's you know really battle test to see where we're at. A high offensive performance from Lotson and Seminoles, and can it be combined with a strong up against a strong Virginia team? It's going to me to me be bucket for bucket.
1: You know, this This Virginia team has been a surprise team in the conference so far. They've they've played above their heads in a massive way so far. However, Latson and company have done good things as well. And so you're asking yourself, what? who is the favorite or who should I be pulling for? Or who will win this game rather? And that one, I'm probably going to give the nod to Florida State here. Um, but please know that this is, again, this is the ACC. You never know. This Virginia team, They have a losing they have a losing record in conference just barely. But again, if you look at who those losses came to and how they occurred, you're still looking at a team that has only lost to Duke, Virginia Tech, NC State, North Carolina. Every single loss they have came against a ranked opponent so far. So, you know, to say that you couldn't see them winning this game against uh, Florida State, I would tell you, get your eyes checked.
0: And if you can look at a potential trap game here, Boston College in Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals are certainly having an up and down season, having big wins when needed, having clutch performances from Haley Van Lift when needed, but ultimately the Boston College Eagles are nothing to play with. And I think this could potentially be a trap game for the Cardinals.
1: Absolutely. But you know what? The Cardinals have run into a lot of trap games this year. And I think that they know that they're in the spot to where if they want some good seeding for when they get uh, to the tournament because I think that most people would say that they're they're probably going to be in the tournament. With that being said, if you want some good seating, if you want to play a home game or two, you need to win a game like this. Yeah. You just need to. There's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about that.
0: Absolutely, and there's no reason to count out. But Georgia Tech and Syracuse are certainly a good team. Two good teams to follow. Georgia Tech is never one to be doubted, but Syracuse is having a strong season at 13 and five. They'll face off at 7 p.m. on ACC Network. Extra looking forward to seeing how the Orange ladies hold it down against the Yellow Jackets.
1: Absolutely, this is another game with two teams that are seen as middle of the road teams. But again, the these middle of the road, quote unquote, middle of the road teams and middle of the road games can mean a lot in terms of uh, seeding for the conference tournament and who goes where or who is playing who early in the tournament. Um, that, that can mean a lot. Now, I know some people are saying, Ken, you're talking about the tournament talk way too early, but I guarantee you these head coaches are thinking about that in some type of way because the reality is you don't want to end up in a draw where you get one of these teams that's really, really talented that has also gotten really, really hot at the room.
0: The most popcorn ready game for the night will be number 13. Duke facing off against number 17, North Carolina at 8 p.m. I really feel like this is a who wants it more game. I think Duke is tired of being like little sister when it comes to recent years. And maybe this is the time that the heels get it right.
1: You know, who would have thought that we would only see a battle of the blues with two ranked teams this year on the women's side? Right. Who would have thought? And yet, here we are. Kara Lawson, Celeste Taylor and company taking on, um, you know, taking on Utspey and Deja Kelly and all that, that all the problems that UNC presents in terms of when they are rolling at their highest clip, they can beat and play with just about anybody. You never know. Right. And obviously Kara Lawson has the top team in the conference right now in terms of standings, at least you never know. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going on or, or, what this could be. And as they always say, with a rivalry game, throw the record books out. Throw the records out. Doesn't matter who did what in the past. It's about this game and who's going to take it home. And again, this will be a very entertaining, very tough matchup.
0: Yeah. And I think that Cordy Banghart, you know, is trying to do the triangle sleep of beating both NC State and Duke. It's definitely going to be, you know, a battle of coaching wits and how they, you know, position themselves. And it was an extremely slow start and horrible offensive performance, but a win is a win type energy when they went up against NC State. Cannot afford to do that against the Blue Devils. They will make you pay for that. They are going to have to be more offensively sound this go-round. But, you know, shout out Dusty Adams to hit some corner pocket threes, all the good things. But you're going to need a high, you know, octane performance from Deja Kelly for sure.
1: I would say that you can't afford another performance like that against, again, any team in the ACC, but especially against these best teams, especially against these teams in the triangle. You can't, you know, you can't count on um, Diamond Johnson going three of 19 or three of 14, whatever she went in that game. You right. can't count on that. You can't right. say like, oh, we're going to win because she's going to struggle that mightily missing shots that on a on her average nights are going to fall.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. As we as we look towards, you know, the end of the season, we're gearing up to have some more identity-seeking teams. Who is going to really be the ones that put yourself in a really good position to ultimately be the regular season and tournament champions? And who's going to make the NCAA tournament? Those are all things that we'll have throughout the rest of this basketball season. We look forward to having you guys back. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like college basketball talk, we have a locked-on college basketball show. Isaac Shade and the boys, they, you know, keep you guys uh up and running when it comes to all of that, and make sure you follow any of our pods on Locked On Podcast Network for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time. <sighs>